All right, guys, welcome back to Yinzer's Talking Sports. My name is Brandon. This is my co-host, Jeff. What's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Apparently, uh, the Steelers, uh, the uh, Pirates got rid of everyone with a dumpster sale. Well, we're not the Mets, so there's that. Um, but let's just jump into that, get that. So the Pirates did trade off some people. Um, with the trade deadline being yesterday, I don't think there were any surprises, um, with the exception of maybe Castro, who was a late addition. Uh, the guys they traded were all on the one-year contracts, older veteran types. Um, we can break it down. I think they did all right. There's some, uh, as far as the fans, some of the things I've seen online, there's some you know, optimism, a lot of negativity, you know, typical pirate stuff. But uh, first of all was Carlos Santana. That's your guy. Sorry yeah. about that. Sent him to Milwaukee. Um, I hope you're okay. But I'm just pulling yeah, up here. So, what they got for Santana, um, they got a 17 year old Severino. Uh, had that pulled up. Yeah. He was one of the top signings of the 21 22 international class. Uh, he got a $1.2 million signing bonus at the time. He's a switch hitter. Offensive mind infield. I'm just reading a little bit what they got on MLB trade rumors. If anybody wants to check that out, um, he's supposed to be able to hit, um, but you know he's going to be a while. He's only 17, so which is crazy to me to think about. Uh, let's see who else. Oh, they sent Rich Hill and G-Man Choi to San Diego. Again, no surprise there, other than uh, maybe where they went because San Diego looked like a seller and decided to kind of. Not make the splashy Juan Soto moves, but you know, Rich Hill and G Man Choice solid pickups for them. Yeah. Um, and it as far as like we're saying, actually, that's probably our best trade. It looks like Hedges went to the Rangers. Hedges was given away for a bag of peanuts. Um, I know everybody's glad to see him go. Actually, it was just international signing bonus money, which is valuable, but um. The fact that somebody wanted him. And he's just a stopgap, defensive-minded catcher. Uh, more depth than anything. I don't think he'll be playing a lot for Texas. Uh, but uh, what we got from San Diego in the Hill-Choi deal, uh, Jackson Wolf is the headliner. Maybe the best prospect we got all day. I think he was like 16th in their system. Um, and then we got Estauro Suero and Afonso Rivas as a first baseman. He'll probably be in Pittsburgh. Um, but... Let's see. Rich, I think one of those kids is 17 too, and Rich Hill's 43. So that's, if you think about that, like if, I don't know, Tampa traded Tom Brady for like a junior in high school or something, or a senior, like that's the age gap. That's insane. Um, I couldn't believe Rich Hill. I couldn't believe Hill did as well as he did this year. Yeah. I mean, when he was on, he was on. He's very fiery, um, not kind of like an AJ Burnett, but not with that skill set at his age. But um, you know, he ate innings. You know, he's, you could get him for five innings. He's probably going to be angry at once or twice, and you know, yeah. uh, got the great nickname Big Dick Mountain. I mean, well, like <laughs> that's the best thing about a rich show, Ali. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Revis is twenty six. Uh, Came up with the Cubs. 
you know, uh, let's see, Wolf. Wolf was probably the best one. He was only 24. Um, he was a 20th ranked prospect for them out of Baseball America. I know we're not trying to do stats. I'm just trying to give an idea who these guys are. Oh, I get it. Um, you know, he doesn't throw hard. Uh, I think he's the one they said was barely touching 90, but he has a funky delivery and see how he does. I assume he'll um, be a triple A for now. And Swero's 17, just to throw in. Um, last year, last week, I shouldn't say it. I take that back. He was San Diego's number 10 prospect like a month ago from Fangraphs. Um, he's 6'5", but he's, you know, he strikes out wow. too much so far. But like I said, he's 17 playing against 20-year-olds, so. Uh, there's that move. 6'5", yeah. man. That's pretty damn tall. And I believe, I don't have that in front, but the pitcher, the Wolf, um, I think he's like 6'7". But he doesn't throw hard. He's not Randy Johnson. He's, they say he's barely touching 90, high 80s fastball. Not, not John Rocker. No, he's probably, probably not uh, openly racist or anything like that as far as we know yet. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey. One of the greatest shows ever on TV was Joe's versus Pros. And they had John Rocker on there one time, and a guy was talking so much trash, and Rocker almost took his head off. Dude, Rocker, like, I, I don't, I'm in a Facebook group that he's in. Uh, one of my baseball ones, they have a lot really? of older, uh, retired. Yeah, he joined like a few months ago. And, uh, a lot of those guys don't post a lot because then they get inundated with comments and stuff. But yeah, I saw he joined. Um, so you know, did you remember watching Eastbound and Down? What was with, that? Uh, Kenny Powell, Eastbound and Down on HBO. No. Man, you gotta check that out. When you say John Rocker, I assume that's based on him somewhat. Check <sighs> that out, everybody. It's awesome. Um, I might have to check that out. Dude, I'll send you a clip. You can see. Uh, I'll send you a clip after we record. Uh, cool. Lastly, um, we have the Rodolfo Castro, which that's the one that was surprising. Sent him to Phillies for uh, Bailey Falter. Um, Castro he was sent down to AAA. He's got some power, very inconsistent. A lot of uh, he's another target for the fans. They kind of grew tired of him striking yeah. out, but he does have power. Um. And Bailey Falter made some starts for the Phillies. So I assume they'll plug him in a Rich Hill spot in rotation for now. Um, hasn't been great this year, 513 ERA in 40 innings. But last year, 84 innings, he was 3.86 ERA. So um, he has good command. We'll see what he does. Also, another guy doesn't throw hard. But um, I would say that was the most surprising move of the day for them. But all in all, they kept betting on it. They kept Keller. Uh, I know people speculated. I don't. I didn't really think Kutch was going anywhere. He didn't want to. I think that was part of like a handshake deal when he signed him anyway. Yeah, I think he's at the end of his career. He just wanted to stay in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and um, like he said, his family never left Pittsburgh. I mean, he moved around a little bit the last few years, but um, they kept their home and everything in Pittsburgh. So um, I think that's where he wants to be. And he's a good veteran presence because they're definitely committed to the youth movement now. They so, have to be. They got rid of everyone else. Yeah. And on a side note, they did uh, win two or three with the Phillies Saturday and Sunday. My two favorite uh, stretch of games of the year, the way they came back and won those games. 
Um, Palacios with the walk-off on his birthday in the ninth, uh, Saturday oh, wow. night. Yeah, it was great. And then they came back a couple times Sunday and uh, pulled that one out in extra innings. Uh, Bednar striking Harper out in the tenth. Uh, so, yeah, it was really fun, really fun weekend. And they uh, won two out of three from San Diego last week. Nice. Which is another reason I didn't think San Diego would be uh, looking to add, but I think they're a team with that kind of payroll. You don't want to wave the white flag. So, unlike the Mets, who did wave the white flag. How does that uh, Figueroa look? You know, I was just talking about him with some friends um, last night. Uh, he looked really overmatched his first week in the in the uh, in Pittsburgh. I was like, maybe he wasn't ready because I think he's only 22. But um, since that first week, I mean, his average up over 260, a couple home runs, playing really great defense. Um, definitely, I, I think he's going to be there the rest of the year. I don't think he'll go back to Triple A. Um, but with him, Andy no. Rodriguez, same thing. He's starting to hit, showing some of the power and the, the defense that we knew he had. Um, so they're going to be fun to watch the next two months. They did lose today, but they split with Detroit. So uh, I think they're, what, 10 games under now? Or 11 under now after that loss. But, 11, yeah, 11. You know, they, they got better this year, and that was the main thing. Okay. Moving on. You oh. want to talk about the Steelers? Well, yeah, I mean, it's okay. Okay. Training camp has started, yay! Injuries that's, have started, boo! That seems like league wide, man. A lot of a lot of uh, injuries. So what do we have? Corey Trice went down a non-contact injury. Um, they haven't they haven't disclosed what happened. I don't even think Tomlin knows what happened, or if he does, he's he's pretty tight-lipped. Uh, yeah. So they put him on IR for the he's out for the season. They've already said that, uh, but they haven't said what what he tore. Because they already tore something. Uh, yeah. And then I'm trying to remember the other running back's name. It sounded like he had a shoulder injury. Graham. His last uh, name is Graham. That's the kid um, from Morgan State. Yes, it was a kid okay. I liked. Yeah, he's, I he's was small. big on him and Corey Trace, and man. And then you know I'm reading all this stuff. You know we should we should trade Levi Wallace because we got Trace and Porter Jr. And I'm like, well, I'm glad we didn't do that because Trace is out for the year, and now they've signed a safety named Thornton, which I don't know much about. Yeah, I didn't and, see that. Uh, uh, cornerback named Don, which he got pretty good grades from what I read, but his coverage was suspect. Yeah, and his uh, run support was terrible. But I, I, I think when you come to Pittsburgh, they sort out the run support, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, yeah, they said. Uh, they said it's. I have friends up there right now that said it's been hot. Everyone's been signing stuff, which is kind of unheard of. I mean, yeah. she, uh, friends of mine are getting autographs from everybody. 
Uh, they got Watt. Watt signed her jersey. Uh, so there's just a lot going on. It looked like uh, the first day of backers on backers. It looked like Washington went against T.J. Watt and stonewalled him twice. Watt couldn't nice. get by him. But then they put Highsmith in. Highsmith smoked him. So, yeah. yeah. George Pickens. I mean, go ahead, man. Oh, I was just saying, I, I always think that the main thing with training camp and uh, uh, the preseason games is just to not have injuries. And obviously, Trice, I mean, it's not often you are excited about a seventh-round draft pick like that. Um, there were high hopes for him. So hopefully, non-contact, you always think knee. Hopefully, it gets yeah. back next year um, strong. Uh, yeah, that's all I got about that. I mean, it sucks. Well, like I said, Trey, I think Trey should be back. I don't know what's going on with him. It looked like Kazi. He was injured. He was in a boot. He's out of the boot now. They said it looks like to be a minor injury, so we'll Good. see what's going on with him because he's making some noise. Uh, and the other guy that's making some noise is the nose tackle. What was it? Faheko? Bear with me. Ah, oh, man, it's cool. I can't find it. Anyway, I think they brought him over from uh, the Chargers, and uh, he is he is just eating up double teams. So he's not going to get to the quarterback, but that's not really what he's designed for. Um, right. If he can take on two guys and keep them occupied, hey, we can get some other guys to the quarterback or the yeah. running back, whatever. But well, uh, I mean, good news is this is it. What we got games now coming up, so um, you can finally say football's basically here. Oh, and I meant to, I meant to add another great free agent signing was uh, Quan Alexander. Um, yes, yes, I mentioned that. That kid's a beast. So, but I, from what I'm reading though. They're still looking for another inside linebacker, so I don't know what exactly is going on. Because I feel like uh, we brought in four or five now, and I don't feel like you would think the the position's already shored up, but they're they're saying no. Yeah, I mean they turned it over. What Mark Robinson, uh, the second year player, they like. He's the only one left from Holcomb, last year. Holcomb's been playing well. Yeah. And I don't I I don't know what's going on. They uh, must well, be seeing something. With with um Quan Alexander, I mean, yeah, he's a few years removed from his all pro season. I think that was like two thousand nineteen or twenty, somewhere around there. Um he's had some injuries. But I like that sign. I think it's a depth move. I don't think he's guaranteed a roster spot. I think he's also like 30 now. I didn't think he was that old. But um, I, I like that sign. I know he visited a while back and uh, left without a contract. I think it was around the time Bud Dupree came in too. Yeah. So um, I was a little surprised to see that. So um sounds like, I mean, there's going to be some growing pains, I guess, with that group. Uh, learning a new system for all those guys. But 
Yeah. Well, I think uh, some of these guys also, like you said, they're getting on in their careers, and they just want to play with Mike Tomlin. I yeah. think it's what a lot of it is. They want to come see Coach Tomlin, which, I mean, you know, he's interesting. Well, you know, I will mention real quick before we go, we're getting to that time. Um, what was it, last week or uh, when it came out, you know, they were talking about extending Tomlin, and then they decided to wait. But they also said he's going to be the coach of Steelers for as long as he wants. So um, I assume as long as he wants to coach, he'll get an extension after the season. Um, which I know people talk about the playoff success, but you got to win games to be in the hunt, and he does. So I have no issue with that. The only issue I have with the whole, you know, with Tomlin and Terrell Austin and Matt Canada is Matt Canada. Yeah, he needs to figure it out. <laughs> this is it. This is the year. He's got a mobile quarterback. He's got of excuses. We need to see something happen. We need uh, we need wins. The odd thing about Canada um, that I was thinking a little while back was uh, when he allegedly came out and said, um, basically alluded that Tomlin was the one holding the offense back and and he was going to run pretty much the same stuff this year as last year. Hopefully that's just gamesmanship. Um, it seems odd that a coach would speak out. I mean, I know Todd Haley used to make comments, and he ended up gone. So um, I think this will be – if if they don't I'll, – I'll say if they don't make the playoffs, forget winning games. They they got to be a playoff team, I think, for Canada to be back next year. Or come out I, with like I, top ten offense somehow. I agree. I I really agree. I need to see them put up points. I think there's going to be a whether they want to talk about it or not. There's going to be a point counter at some point. A lot of points there, but there's going to be a minimum points that we have to put up on the board because what was it last year? It was bad. It was like it's, not even it's, seventeen. I think. Yeah, even um, when they were winning late in the season, they weren't scoring a ton of points. I mean, did they? I think they they crossed thirty. What like once last year, maybe? I think. So, so they've turned the whole NFL into an offensive league, and I get it. But I tell you what, we're gonna have to put up points to win games eventually. I mean, Pickett. It, I like Pickett. I think he's got. We're, well, I, it's it, it wears your defense out. Like it, it's kind of like in baseball. I'm more of a baseball guy. You're a football guy. Pitchers, if you're not scoring, pitchers have to be perfect, and that takes its toll on you mentally. Like you, you overthink. You don't play to your potential. And I think with the defense, there's a lot of pressure on them to score points, not just stop the other team. There's yeah. pressure on our defense to score points too. So, like, um, you know, but. He has the weapons, like you said. Pickens is going to be a well, stud. Well, the offense is loaded, so Pickens, you too. He's bigger. He's stronger. You know, we've we've went out. We've got all kinds of weapons. So this year should be the year we make the playoffs, and with they've got to not only make the playoffs. I think for Canada to stick around, they've got to show massive improvement, and they've got to win a playoff game. Yeah, and I would caution that 
Um, fans may not want to hear this because they do have all the weapons. This is the best line they've had in probably three or four years since uh, maybe the year before Pouncey retired uh, anyway. but Pouncey and DeCastro went at the same time. Yeah. But I think Pickett is still a second-year quarterback, and you want to see a lot of growth from year one to year two. You hear that all the time. doesn't always happen. Um, but hopefully, I think I think that's why they brought Canada back because they you have a rookie quarterback, you don't want to bring in a new system. Basically, he's like starting over with a, you know another rookie year. Um, but they're gonna have to show something. Yeah, they're gonna have to show something. Um, and Tomlin, Tomlin's fate, very loyal to his coaches, but he does get to a point. I mean, they've led offensive court. I mean, they let Dick LeBeau go. You know, what I mean, so. Um, you know, the idea that Tomlin won't get rid of people, I think he gives them fair chances. These people can coach. They know football. It just doesn't always work. No. So. And we and we draft people that fit a system. Well, that's yeah. it for today, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you're just talking sports. We can get off the air here. Um, I'm Jeff. That's I'm Brandon. Brandon. And uh, we will catch you next time, okay? All Thanks right, for watching. Care. Bye. Here we go.